This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, this is what God's word says. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let's read it again. That's a good verse. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let us pray. God, I pray today that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. I ask you today to speak to us and through us. I ask you today to give your word a free course to travel. And may it find a lodging place in the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. And God, for all you do, for all you do, we'll bow our heads and we'll praise you. For we pray this prayer with a grateful heart. For we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about an eagle Christian. An eagle Christian. In 1782, the Second Continental Congress met. And they were meeting, part of the reason for the meetings were they were choosing the national symbols for our country. And they decided that an eagle would be the national symbol of our country. Now, to be honest with you, Ben Franklin didn't agree with the decision. Ben Franklin didn't think that an eagle was the best bird. He thought it ought to be the turkey. Literally, he thought it ought to be the turkey. But I'm so glad, as a symbol of our country, we decided, ladies and gentlemen, on the eagle. And that day, as they were choosing symbols for our country, they decided on the Liberty Bell that's there in Philadelphia. They decided that the United States flag would be a symbol of our country. I don't know about you folks, but I get emotional when I see a flag wave. It just, it just does something to me. The United States flag, it just does something to me. They decided that the third symbol would be the national anthem. I don't know about you, but when I hear the national anthem, I just want to stand to my feet. I just want to put my hand on my heart. I just, I just love the national anthem. They decided that the Statue of Liberty would be one of the symbols of our country. They decided that the Pledge of Allegiance would be a symbol of the United States of America. And lastly, they decided on the bald eagle, that the eagle, the monarch of the sky, would represent America. Now, if you took your Bible, folks, 32 times in your Bible, it speaks of the eagle. 32 different occasions, it talks about the eagle in the Bible. And according to Revelation chapter 4, verse 7, 
that when we get to heaven, around the throne of God, there'll be one bird flying. Literally, around the throne of God will be none other than the eagle. And I said, God, there's something about this bird. It's the bird of all birds, the monarch of the sky. There's something you want us to see as Christians about the eagle. And I think there's things about the eagle that can parallel in the Christian's life. I want you to see some things of how we can be an eagle Christian. First of all, the eagle lets nothing get between it and the sun. It lets nothing get between it and the sun. See, the eagle has two sets of eyelashes, literally two sets. And when that eagle is facing the sun, it drops one set of those eyelashes and they work as sunglasses because that eagle will not let anything get between it and the sun. When an eagle makes a nest, it goes high up in the tree. It goes to the top of the tree to build a nest. And the reason why it goes to the top of the tree to build a nest, the eagle knows that if it goes low, that the crows will come through and they will destroy the eggs. That eagle knows if it goes low in that nest, lizards and snakes will destroy the eggs. So that eagle goes to the top of the tree because that eagle knows it doesn't want anything to get between it and the sun. I just want to remind you that James 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Somebody said all you got to do is resist the devil. That's not true. You can't resist the devil. The only way you can resist the devil is submit yourself therefore to God. And if you submit yourself therefore to God, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Because the Bible says, draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but every time in my life that I've become discouraged, depressed, disenchanted, disillusioned, I always got my eyes on something, some situation, or somebody other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Every time I got in trouble, I let something get between me and the sun. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be like that eagle. And we don't need to let nothing get between us and the sun. Not anything or anybody should get between you and the sun. That eagle teaches us that. Don't let anything get between you and the sun. There's a second thing that eagle teaches us. That eagle teaches us to feed on the right stuff. To feed on the right stuff. 
You know what I learned about an eagle? An eagle's not a scavenger. An eagle's not interested in roadkill. No, no, no. The eagle literally, it eats the prey that it captures. You say, what are you saying, pastor? I'm saying if it's dead, the eagle's not interested in it. I would to God, ladies and gentlemen, that we could learn from the eagle. If it's dead, it's time to move on. If it's dead, it's time to move on. Philippians 3 and 13 says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. See, folks, you can reflect on the scars or you can reach for the stars. You can focus on the past. You can focus on what's dead. But God said, let the dead bury the dead. God said, I don't want you eating that dead stuff. Don't you focus on your past glory. Don't you focus on your past grudges. Don't you focus on the past. Let it go and move forward in the future. See that, that, that eagle, it feeds on the right stuff. But let me tell you something else about that eagle. From the time an eagle is born, it's a meat eater until the day it dies. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about it's born with its mouth wide open. And I want you to know, it's a meat eater from day one. You say, Pastor, what do, what do I need in my life? Here's what you need. You need fresh meat. You need fresh meat. You say, Pastor, I, 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 I get it when you preach. You, you hear me closely. It's not enough. If all you're getting is what I'm giving you, you're not getting enough fresh meat. You're, you're not getting enough fresh meat. No, 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 you need fresh meat. You need to be in your devotion time. You need to be in your Bible. You need to be studying. You need to be a meat eater every day of your life. Every day of your life, you need to be feeding on the meat of the Word of God. People will come to me and say, Pastor, I've been offended. Pastor, I've been hurt. And what rose through your mind? Great peace which they that love the law and nothing shall offend them. I'm offended. Yes, you're offended because you've got a chip on your shoulder. And that's just an indicator there's wood higher up. Oh, I'm leaving the church. Why are you leaving? Well, I just, I'm just not being fed down there. Hey, you know, folks, I've been around enough tables. I've been around enough tables in my life. The only people you got to feed anyway is the babies. Now the mature people around the table, they can pick up the fork and feed themselves. Amen? The only people you got to feed is a bunch of babies that need to grow up anyway. You say, Pastor, do, 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 can you, let, let me tell you something. When somebody is constantly offended, when somebody is, I'm hurt, oh, they hurt me so bad. 
It's a good indicator that you're on the milk and need to be on the meat. Now, I've been offended myself, but if you're just constantly offended, folks, you need to get on the meat of the Word of God. You say, can you prove this from the Bible? Well, look what it says. And our brethren could not speak unto you, unto you as spiritual, unto spiritual, but as carnal. What does that mean? It means worldly. Even as unto babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with meat. Paul said, Corinthian church, I, it's been five years. I would have thought you'd be on the meat now. But you're still sucking the bottle. By the way, folks, am I preaching the word today? I, I would have thought you would be on the meat, but you're still sucking a bottle. I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. He said, it's been five years. You're still, I've been offended. Grow up. For are you yet carnal? Look, whereas there is among you envy, strive, divisions. Well, I'm not speaking to her. I'm sideways with her. A good indicator that you need to grow up. Well, me and her not getting along. A good indicator. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching today. A good indicator that you need to get off the milk. You need to get on the meat. I don't like the music down there anymore. Oh, God help us. Look, folks, you need to get off the milk and get on the meat of the Word of God. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Let, let, me, let me tell you, oh, I mean, listen, let me, let me tell you the third thing about this eagle. This eagle knows how to handle a storm. I want you to understand, the eagle is the only bird that will not run from a storm. You say, you gotta be kidding. An eagle will not run from a storm. An eagle will run into the storm. You say, Pastor, expound on that. I'll be glad to. That eagle from wingtip to wingtip is seven and a half feet. Seven and a half feet from wingtip to wingtip. Literally, that eagle has 1,200 feathers on each wing. So look, when a storm comes, <laughs> that eagle don't. I see Christians in their life and a storm comes. <laughs> You've seen them. A storm comes. Where's God? Is there a God? Oh, where's God? I'm pre oh, I'm preaching better than you're responding. What does that eagle do? Just lays those wings out. It doesn't flap, it just gets the wind underneath the wings. And that eagle doesn't flap, that just eagle just soars. Even though problems and perplexities and difficulties are happening, oh, it just lays those wings out and gets that wind underneath the wings. You say, but oh, preacher, you don't understand. Oh, I do too. Get this, the word spirit in Hebrew, and in the Greek, in Hebrew and in the Greek is the word wind. 
What's our secret? Ladies and gentlemen, our secret is the Holy Spirit. Our secret is when the storm comes, you say unto yourself, if God be for me, who can be against me? And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not by power, it's not by might, it's by my spirit. I was walking early this morning and Isaiah 59 verse 19 hit my mind. It said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit shall raise up a standard against it. Oh, goodness gracious. The spirit shall raise up a standard against it. Let let, let me give you something to make you shout. Look here. Isaiah 40, 29. He give a power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increase of strength. You say, but Pastor Benny, I'm, I'm young. There's blood flushing through my veins. Well, look what the Bible says. Even the youths shall faint. Young people, your props can be knocked out of you. Your world can be turned upside down even if you're young. Even youth shall utterly fall, but wait. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Folks, it was a great day in my life when I realized that word renew, (laughs) it means to exchange. It means that I can exchange my strength for God's strength because his strength is perfect when my strength is gone and I have strength not in myself, but I have strength in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let let, let me tell you the fourth thing about that eagle. That eagle understands relationships. See, when that eagle is in a courting process, it doesn't fly in a formation. Let me explain what happens. The female eagle is out front and the male eagle jumps in behind her. Now, this is the courting process. If she's not interested, she'll fly away. Young ladies, listen to me closely. Maybe you're not so young. That's okay, too. Sometimes there's an eagle going to come up behind you, and you need to fly away. Everyone that comes up behind you is not God's will. You've got to change your philosophy of dating. For too long, it's been whosoever will, let them come. No, 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 that's not God's will. But look, if she is interested, she'll do something. She'll circle around him about three times. She'll circle around him about three times. And after she circles around him about three times, she'll go back and she'll get out front. And look, then she'll do something. She'll start dropping twigs. True story. She'll start dropping twigs. She's testing him. Ladies, you might want to test him a little bit. 
She'll, she'll test him. And look, when she drops those twigs, male eagles have been known to retrieve those twigs at 200 miles per hour. I tell you what, a female will make a man do crazy things. Amen. <laughs> I mean, literally, at 200 miles per hour, she'll retrieve them. He'll retrieve them, and then he'll bring them back to her. After he does that two or three times, that means marriage. What consummates the marriage? True. They will join talons and do somersaults in midair. Now, now here's what's, this is so good. I can't wait to tell you this. Look. <laughs> They'll join talons and do somersaults in midair, and they only do this one time again. In the life of those eagles, it only will happen one time again. When does it happen, Pastor? When the last eaglet leaves the nest. <laughs> now, now, and here's what I want you to understand. An eagle, a male eagle and female eagle, they mate for life. And if one of them dies, the other one will go out and he'll find a partner or she'll find a partner where that mate has died. You say, preacher, are you preaching to me? Well, listen, if your phone's ringing, answer it. <laughs> but nature obeys God's laws better than humans obey God's laws. Let me, let me tell you the fifth thing about that eagle. That eagle has to get out of the nest. Look what the Bible says. An eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. When an eagle, baby eagle is born, for three months, ladies and gentlemen, it's just in that soft leaf nest. But after about three months, that mama eagle starts doing something. She starts removing the leaves. Well, when she removes the leaves, what's there? Well, just, just twigs. What's mama eagle doing? She's making the nest uncomfortable. You know what God wants to do in your life? You listen closely. God wants to make the nest uncomfortable sometimes. Let me tell you something. I would have never been in Georgia had the nest not got uncomfortable. Let me, let me tell you something. God's, God's trying to make the nest uncomfortable in some of your lives because that's the only way he can get you out of the nest. If it stays comfortable, you'll stay in the nest. But God really wants to use your life, so he's got to make things very uncomfortable to get you out of the nest. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching. Now, what happens is that little eaglet gets up on the edge of that nest, and mama does something. What she do? Kicks it to the curb. 
Because see what mama knows is that little eaglet wasn't born to sit in a nest. That eaglet is the monarch of the sky. It's the bird of all birds. It's the king of all birds. It wasn't born to stay in that nest, but that eaglet was born to soar. And if that eaglet stays in that nest, it will never do what God created it to do. But when that eaglet starts falling, mama has 270 degree eyesight. So when that eaglet starts falling, if that eaglet don't fly, Exodus 9 and 4 says, I bear you on eagle's wings and I brought you to myself. And that mama eagle brings that eagle back to the nest. But I want you to know something. Two or three days later, Because that eaglet wasn't born to stay in that nest. You come up real close and listen to Pastor Benny. God will never take you out of your gift zone. God has never led me to sing one song. God will never take you out of your gift zone. But God wants to take you out of your comfort zone. Because when you get out of your comfort zone, you start depending on the Holy Spirit. And a lot of you, you can do what you're doing with your eyes shut. And if you can do it with your eyes shut, you ought to be doing something different. Because God wants to get you out of that comfort zone. God wants to get you uncomfortable. Because if God can get you uncomfortable, you will depend upon the Holy Spirit to do what he wants you. Oh, I'm preaching better. You'll depend upon the Holy Spirit rather than depending upon yourself anyway. Let me tell you the sixth thing about that eagle, and I've got to hurry. That eagle will go through a low period. That eagle will reach 40 years of age. Call it a midlife crisis. I'm going to unbutton my shirt. Get me a chain. Get me a sports car and put my hair in the wind. <laughs> I got to get me some of those tighter jeans. Amen. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis, but every eagle gets about 40 and calcium starts building up on that beak. And that beak with the calcium build up, it quits flying. And that eagle quits doing what it was created to do and it will go into a valley, not an exaggeration. It will go into a valley, ladies and gentlemen. Now get this. While that eagle's down in that valley, some of them will live, some of them will die. Now those that live will live 40 more years on average. But some of them will die in that valley because they've got into that low period in their lives. They've got into that depressed period. And you hear me closely, folks. Christians are not exempt from depression. Christians are not exempt from discouragement and heartache, disappointment. Christians can go through very low periods. And that eagle goes down into that low period. And some of those eagles will live and some of those eagles will die. What determines, Pastor Benny, whether an eagle lives or dies in that low 
moping period. Three things. The eagles that live, number one, will go to the rock. Because every eagle has a rock. And that eagle will go to that rock. And that eagle's decided, I don't want to die down here. And it will start beating its beak up against that rock. And calcium will start falling off the beak. The things that have built up when it goes to the rock will be beat off. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I thought about Psalm 61 verse two that says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I am. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. There'll come a time when everything and everybody in your life will disappoint you. God wants to take you to the rock, the rock of ages, Jesus the Christ. Let me tell you something else about that eagle. It will go through a painful process. What happens, preacher? That eagle will pluck every feather off its body. 1,200 feathers on each wing. But that eagle will pluck every feather off its body. And that eagle literally will be completely bare. God allows that eagle to go through that painful process. That its feathers might grow back. You hear me closely, folks. Somebody said, if you just live for God. No, no, no. The life that pleases God is often painful and difficult. God will allow you to go through a painful process because God is trying to teach you to look to him. Psalms 119 verse 71 says, it is good for me that I've been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. Hey folks, I wanna give you a news flash. The stars are out right now. But it takes darkness for us to see the stars. And it takes darkness in our lives many times to see the stars. Let me tell you the third thing. That eagle has to eat fresh meat. You say, well, wait, pastor, it's in the valley, it's in, it's in depression, it's in discouragement. How it can't fly, its body's bare. You gotta understand, when that eagle's in that wilderness, there's other eagles that will fly over. And when they look down there and they see that eagle, discouraged, depressed, bare, they'll drop pieces of squirrel. They'll drop pieces of fish. They'll drop pieces of rabbit because they know that eagle's down and that eagle can't get up by itself, but it needs other eagles to drop fresh meat. And oh, I wish the church could hear me. I wish the church could hear me. I wish the church could hear me. Instead of putting people down, we'd come alongside of them, lift them up, encourage them, help them. We're the only group I know that shoots its wounded. We're the only group I know that when people have gone through hardship, 
We want to talk about them and put them down when we ought to come alongside of them and lift them up and encourage them and help them through the hardest part of their life. You say, Pastor, what's the Bible teaching? I'm trying to quit. Galatians 6 and 1 says this. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. In the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. What does that word restore mean? It's a medical term. It means to reset the bone. You know when a bone's out of place? When the doctor resets it, it's painful. But you gotta get the bone reset so it can heal. Folks, we're not healers. God's the healer. But our responsibility as a church is to reset people's bones so it can heal. To reset people's bones so it can heal. Now I'm done, but let me give you the last point and I'm done. The last thing about an eagle, it always reproduces. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about if an eagle lives to be 100 years of age, it's still having babies. They never quit reproducing. And folks, what we ought to be about is reproducing. We ought to be about reaching men, women, boys, and girls for Jesus Christ. Why am I here? Look, look, it's not complicated. You're to know him and to make him known. It's all about reproducing. John Harper was a preacher. And he was on a ship, the Titanic. And when the ship hit the iceberg, it was John Harper when they got the lifeboats, it was John Harper who said these words. Women, children, and unsaved on the lifeboats. John Harper said to one man, are you a Christian? He said, no. And John Harper took his life jacket off said, then you need this. I don't. You need this. I don't. That Titanic that was built to sail from England to New York, that when they built the Titanic, they said, God can't even sink this ship but yet 1,500 people on it died. When it hit that iceberg, John Harper was thrown over into the cold water. And while he was in the cold water, he asked a man, in the cold water, are you a Christian? And the man said, no. And John Harper said to him, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The man gave this testimony. 
He said, John Harper went under the water never to return. He said, I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I survived. He said, I was the last convert of John Harper. The ship set sail from England to New York. 1,500 people lost their lives. So the people there in England, they didn't know if their family members were dead or alive because about 700 people survived. So they went to Liverpool, England to the White Star office to find out whether their loved ones were dead or alive. And as they walked up, they had two columns. One said known to be saved. The other said known to be lost. And on the known to be lost column was Mr. John Harper. Here's what I know. John Harper was on the known to be lost list here. But he was on the save list in heaven. Friend, they're not but two lists. Known to be saved and known to be lost. So I conclude today with which list are you on? Known to be saved, known to be lost. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.